We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean... If you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. This is a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop. Wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. So I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. First show of the new year. We got to set the temperature, y'all. This year is going to be crazy. This year is going to be absolutely crazy. Last year was crazy. This one's going to be another one, man. So make sure y'all get ready. Get your passports ready. We got a global tour on the way. I'm tapping back into my hip-hop community. We got some dope collaborations on the way. Something very, very special dropping next month for you. So be ready. You know what I mean? We put this little trailer out on IG just to kind of show the the entire universe of wine and hip-hop that's being created. Make sure y'all stay tuned. Pay attention. Today's episode, like I said, man, we starting the year off strong. We ended it strong. I had Dominic Lafon and Jeremy Saison. Today, I am still in France. I'm back in France. I'm back in Bordeaux, as well as my dog, Jean-Sebastien Philippe, international director at Chateau Lafitte. For a very chill and casual conversation, interesting thing is this actually wasn't supposed to be an episode. We were chilling. We were doing a tasting thing of some of the best vintages of Lafitte and we just started getting caught up in this conversation. Y'all know how I am when I start talking my top five shit. So it got real deep hip hop real quick. But going through and speaking with Jean Sebastian and Saskia about their top five was especially interesting because I'm saying like we're all in our 30s. You know, we grew up enjoying the same type of music, but they grew up on the other side of the world. So hearing what their biggest influences from hip hop was, was really interesting. Um, but separately, I can tell you that Bordeaux isn't stuffy all I want. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you how down to earth and chill everyone is all I want. But in this conversation, I really think that that's something that comes through because they was putting me on to shit. It wasn't a conversation where I'm like, okay, guys, I want to talk about rap. And then they're pandering, saying like all the top 40 artists, like they're mentioning artists and they're mentioning how those artists have influenced them and how important they are. And yo, you could just tell, man, you see what's going on with this episode. So I loved it so much, honestly, just going through the edits. I had to bring it back like three or four times because the shit had me jamming, man. First episode of the year, we came with it. I really hope y'all enjoy it. My peoples, Saskia Rothschild, Jean-Sebastien Philippe, Love y'all, man. Thank y'all. Enjoy the episode one. <laughs> All right, so we, we got to talk top five. One, two, three, four, My top five, 
actually go in order because unfortunately, you know, it's the hierarchy I think of, but number one all time, Jay-Z. He raised my entire generation. I wake up to the same problems after the day. Life is harsh. Nigga got a right to spark. Right from the start, they placed me in the ghetto, tender age of nine. My tender mind had to surrender to crime. Wouldn't wish this on nobody like the end of like mine. Ever since I was quite young, a nigga been in the bond. Had to scratch for every plaque. Even rap ain't all it's cracked up to be. Niggas don't stack up to me. Had to hustle in the world of trouble. Trapped in, claustrophobic. Only way out was rapping. America don't understand the demographics I tapped in. I'm the truest nigga to do this thing, and anything else is foolish, but those who stay high, under God's great skies, my lyrics is like the Bible, made to save lives, in the midst of all your misery nigga, stay fly, never let them see you frown, even smile when you down, shit, I floss on my off days. Not just an amazing rapper, but the context, like Jay-Z was like everybody's big brother. He told you all the things that you should expect about success before you got there, but also gave you something to look up to. He was so defining for like my generation's like just mm -hmm. culture overall. So definitely Jay-Z, but number two is Notorious B.I.G. Again, I fell in love with hip-hop in 94. Yeah, again, like Biggie was the reason I fell in love with hip-hop. Biggie and Wu-Tang Clan, like those were the ones that like did it. But the way that Biggie described the environment that we grew up in was like really cool. I know how it feel to wake up fucked up. Pockets broke as hell, another rock to sell. Yeah. People look at you like you's the user Selling drugs to all the losers Mad Buddha abuser But they don't know about your stress-filled day Baby on the way, mad bills to pay That's right, why you drink right. Tangeray So you can reminisce and wish You wasn't living so devilish Shit. Number three, Nas The classic Biggie, Jay-Z and Nas It's the holy trinity of hip-hop Nas, I mean, he's just an amazing writer Like, it's self-explanatory Nas will give you some of the best verses in hip-hop, period also, as far as like visualization with metaphors, like you'll notice he doesn't say things like, I'm hot like a fire, you know? <laughs> like he doesn't give you a, a A for A thing. He'll actually like describe the entire scene. Exactly. I'm hot like the amber is on the bottom of a, you know, like say something like Yo, that. Yo, my mind is seeing through your design like blind fury. I shine Jerry sipping on crushed grapes. We lust papes and push cakes inside the casket that just wake. It's sickening. He just finished bitting upstate and now the projects is talking that somebody gotta die shit. It's logic as long as it's nobody that's in my click. Four, four and five is always the tricky slot because then things shift around. Four, I gotta go Ice Cube. I mean, gangster rap wouldn't exist without Ice Cube. He figured out how to commercialize gangster rap because he was writing for everybody in NWA. Mm -hmm. You know, before that, you really only had like one notable gangster rapper from Philadelphia who like nobody really heard of. So the fact that they were able to do that on a wide scale and Ice Cube wrote for what, five people in NWA? Living in Captain California CA Like, 
is insane, you know. Also, Fuck the Police was the first rap song I ever heard. And then number five goes to Eminem. I have to. You know, he's the best technical rapper of all time. His thing is, like, Eminem, for some reason, kind of doesn't have, like, soul in his music. I don't know, like, you can't listen to Eminem songs in the club. Or, you know, it's just not, it doesn't feel right. But as far as a writer, metaphors, like, he can do everything. He can give you a story rap. He can give you a deep personal rap. I sit back with this pack of zigzags in this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be the most meanest MC on this, on this earth. And since birth, I've been cursed with this curse to just curse and just blurt, just berserk and bizarre shit that works. And it sells and it helps in itself to relieve all this tension, dispensing these sentences, getting the stress that's been eating me recently off of this chest and I rest again peacefully. Eminem, top five. It's a great top five, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just Good explanation. Yeah, yeah. I nah. that. So I know rappers that you feel connected to, so like top five. Okay, so I have to say, first one probably B.I.G. As we proceed to give you what you need, not five more, get live. first approach to to rap Lauren Hill I told you yeah. very much my 96 97 those years it was when I had that that album and was on repeat and and I loved it It's funny how money changes situation miscommunication lead to complication my emancipation don't put your equation I was on the humble you on every station someone play young Lauren like she done but remember not to game the one of the sun Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to Kingston. My ting done, major king done, one wrong. Now understand El Boogie, not violent. But different things test me, run to me, can Can take a threat to me, no one son. El been this way since creation. Jay-Z, but more for the first part of his career. I feel, I love his songs now, but I felt closer to them before. Duro, you gotta let it bump. Uh, uh. Like that, yeah. Come on, bring the chorus in. And then uh, I'd say I am, which is a French, uh, which is really what we listened to growing up, and the lyrics that were in French, so they were really resonated. There was I am, there was Sancres, there was Logilico, there was a whole bunch of a, of a series of rappers, but I'd say I am are the best ones. J'étais un petit con, un nerveux spasme, mon fils de baston Et je frappais un coup de pied dans la table tout volé Envolimé par la négativité And then Eminem I listened to a lot Beastie Boys would you put in? Oh yeah Beastie 
Boys and Eminem, I listened to a lot in those years, so I'll put them both. Were Beastie Boys big out here? Not that much. No, no, not not much. That it, much. It came back on fame, I think, a bit later, but yeah. I think when they started, it was, was not so popular. No. Who was like the first American rapper to like really blow up out here? Dre was really big. Dre, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dre, really okay. big. And of course, uh, B.I.G., Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. I think uh, N.W. Uh, N.W.A. Straight Outta Compton, I think, yeah. was one of the first songs that may have been hitting the radio. Wow, so I, about the same time I was getting into it, yeah. Bordeaux was getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have 10 years late compared to, to the US for, for the rap. It started, I think, uh, there were, as Saskia said, I am, NTM, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those great wow. songs. I want to hear JS's. Yeah. I think I have maybe more controversial for really hardcore hip-hop lovers, but I really, one of the top five for me, I don't want to put them in the order, but I think maybe I would put B.I.G. as a number one. Uh, mm. I find of his song amazing, uh, Notorious for me was, was fantastic. I love Snoop Dogg as a number two. I know Snoop you know, doesn't get his respect. I think he's, he's really yeah. good. Been in the curb, swerving, blowing on some his herb. The boss has returned, I'm still flying in the pisser. Riding and rolling with them stillers like I'm Pittsburgh. Go against the game, the main will have your whole click, sir. Nice with the mic thing, the hoes love my pipe game. Put it in the hole all night, I got nice aim. Snoop Dogg, nigga, how many times I got to show you? You don't want to see this loaf that Calvin brought us from the shoulders. So. I think he's, he's cool, he's... he's has a flow which no one has. He has this kind of, I don't know if it makes sense in English, but this kind of nonchalance, you know, he's kind of, mm -hmm. uh, you always think that he's taking things not seriously, but I'm, I'm sure when he's producing something, he's, he's super serious about it, and he yeah. has made some of the greatest songs ever for me. I hope you've been enjoying our Wine and Hip Hop Takes France series. A bunch of episodes that brought us from Burgundy to Bordeaux, and not quite to Provence, but a producer of wine from Provence. This run is legendary. Thinking about where I've come from to where I am now, I had to commemorate that with some fire merch. So go to wineandhiphop.com, hit the merch tab, and check out our French collection where you can get our Projects to Provence hoodie or Bronx to Bordeaux tea or maybe the Brooklyn to Burgundy tea. I mean, it's your choice, man. It's a lot of fly stuff. We got the new Wine and Hip Hop trucker hats. You want to support the brand. You want to be fresh. You want to commemorate this journey. Hit the merch tab and holla at your boy. I really love... NTM, so I believe, as Saskia said, I am is great, but I love NTM. For me, it was more my style. I think it's more Paris compared to also Marseille. There was this kind of clash at that time. The two were really big, came up at the same time. And the NTM means Nick Tamer in French, which is go fuck your mother, basically. <laughs> so, which, <laughs> so NTM is a two artists, which are Joy Star and, uh, and Cool Shen. Actually, the two guys, they started into graffiti, so street arts, they meet, they meet together when they were you know, uh, making graffitis in the metro and in the trains in Paris region. And they came up together starting to go for you know, kind of freestyle uh, records that were sold on the, you know, in the streets of Paris. Mm -hmm. And they started like that. They became super, super popular quickly because Joy Star, he has this very rocky type of uh, mm -hmm. like that. And he's always rapping with uh, onomatope. Um, like groans, uh, like uh, sounds. He's doing a lot of that kind of songs, which, which is very, very weird when the first time you listen to that, but it gives such a, a, a 
character and, mm. uh, and a style to the thing. And then after you have the genius of the, the two, which is Cool Chen. He's really the one who is writing. He is a musician. I think he's the one who really understands more mm. what is proper rap music. But the two together work super well. So that's not I am, I think, in terms of lyrics, was more poetical, I think more strong, stronger lyrics, but NTM has this kind of uh, gangster hood, tough thug life, you know, type right. of thing, which I enjoyed at that time when I was younger. Uh, I mentioned yesterday about uh, PNL, mm -hmm. which I think for me is the last big s uh, slap I take in rap music in France. You know, PNL, the guys, they were. For the first time, you have lyrics when you put the sentences all together, you take one sentence, it doesn't make any sense. But they are mixing metaphors and poetry in a way that when you put all together and you read it, you say, okay, wow, I see what they want to picture that, and they have this kind of uh, super slow flow, which I, I really love. La famille a faim, pas tant de raconter ma life, rêve de pas l'y faire. Je veux pas de câlins, je suis qu'un glaçon sous string ficelle. I think one of the last one, the last five one would be Naz. For me, he's classic, uh, he's, as you say, you know, the lyricist he is, he, he's fantastic. For me, he's, uh, I think he killed Jay-Z when he was doing this clash. So, yeah. uh, you know, Ether was for me, you know, like, yeah. uh, number oh, one. So, that was a disrespectful song. That was a disrespectful song, but for me, you know, it was the epitome of what is clash between rappers. For me, yeah. it was, wow, okay. And when I see you, I'ma take what I want, so Fame went to the head, so now it's fucked guys Yesterday you begged for a deal, today you tough guys If you do want, we can do a top five of our top uh, Lafitte vintages Yeah, oh, wow. so, that, so that, that's what I wanted to Okay, so top five Lafitte vintages but I, lo I love that each vintage has its own story though. Exactly, <laughs> it's uh, so top five. Number one, uh, because it's absolutely like an insane winner every time and it never disappoints, is 59. Which is absolutely like the epitome of like the incredible wine. Number two, I say it's my favorite, it's a little bit more of an outsider, it's 53. Then I go to 96, which is an incredible vintage. Really, really good, very iconic in Lafitte, not good everywhere. So really interesting also to, to have that. It's not, 53 and 96 are not 
absolute stars in other states. What was it about the 96 vintage? 96, it's very uh, hard vintage at first. So it was very green, uh, very fresh. At first, it was almost difficult to drink. It took a long time to get good. Uh, but at the same time, when you talk to Francis, the, the cellar master, he said it's a vintage you shouldn't have touched. So when it came into the cellar, they did very little to it. They, when they were doing the vinification, you had to be very, very gentle with it. A little bit like the 2021, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really, really good wine, so I'm on three. Huh? Yeah. So then I'll go to uh, 2010, incredible wine, really incredible. Um, super balanced, super strong, super potent, and we don't yet know how it's gonna behave. Mm. Uh, and then, oh, there's so many left. Uh, <laughs> in five. Uh, it's always the most difficult choice. <laughs> I'm gonna try and say one that I was there for. Maybe 20, hesitate between 2016 or 2020. Well, what was the, the vintage that meant the most to you, personally? 2016 is the first vintage where I spent the whole year here and vintage of learning a lot, so I'd say that one. Mm, that, was, that was a special one. Yeah. That's cool though, you know, now all the prices for them one is about to go right up. But there's so many other ones that I love, 88, 89, uh, incredible, 86 is an incredible wine. Mm. I didn't say any wines from the 80s, whereas the 80s are the best decade yeah. in terms of wines. Uh, so 1917 like is incredible, 1945 is incredible. The third glass is, uh, so Lafitte 20, oh no, we tasted Lafitte oh, 18. Oh yeah, we did the, we did so the first, the first three, three, and the fourth one is Lafitte 2000. I'm surprised at how uh, open it is. Yeah. Very floral on the nose. It's, it's opening more and more now. It's crazy. In bottle in particular, magnums are still closed, but 2000, as, uh, as Saskia just said, it was a vintage where for a long, long time was quite not yet ready. You know what I mean? It was a vintage where we opened that every time we said, wow, we should have been waiting for more. That's why we, we discussed 201 yesterday. 201 yeah. was much more approachable on a young age, and it's yeah. very recently that wow. we discovered 2000. So. What do you think the different factors are that will end up allowing the wine to mature faster than others? A lot of it, you don't, it's not scientific, you know, yeah, and it's, it's, it's what's really interesting is that it's phases, you know, yeah. it can be very open at some point, then close up, then reopen, then close up. Often it, it has to do with tannins a lot, uh, wines that, that, that are really able to age for a century often have that structural structure of tannins that, that can hold up the wine and, and keep, uh, mm. and keep its, its, its strength. I think that the other thing that really helps in the aging is Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a grape that, to me, is why do I think it's the absolute queen of grapes? Even if I love Pinot, uh, <laughs> it's because it it holds in time, you know, and it it it, it has that that structure that, that that allows it to to really age and and still be super interesting and not just be an old wine. You know, it's an old wine with a story. Mm -hmm. I think that's really helpful because yeah. of Cab. And what is unique with Lafitte, you know, remember when we discussed is the fact that I think the, the way Lafitte has always been made and what is beautiful is that when you go through the decades of Lafitte, the style hasn't changed so much, of course, and the know-how, the precision has been improving year on right. year, but the style has always been to respect what the mother nature is giving, not too much interventionist in the cellar, try to preserve the fruit as much, and that's why also the press wine inclusion into the blend of Lafitte is so important in comparison to other wines, which makes the wines really suited for the long run, so that's why Lafitte can 
be sometimes a bit shy or discreet when it's young, but after some time, he has so much things to say. So I think this is very special to, to, to the way we, we work here. You know, it's definitely a lot of TLC. <laughs> a lot of tender loving care there, yeah, I'll tell you. Any favorite of you, German? Any... I have to say the second one. Uh, Caruad 2018. So this is what stood out to me. I mean, first, like the darker color, like to me, this is like, it just feels like very unique. So yeah, this, this one stands out the most, I'd say. What's interesting compared to Lafitte, so this is the second wine of Lafitte, and today it's very open. Yeah. very drinkable, it's very giving in the sense that at this stage it's, it's what we try to do with Carrad is, is have an expression that is different from Lafitte and that tells a different story. Right. And I think that here it's drinking well today. Yeah, definitely. Delicious. No, Lafitte is definitely like the softest out of all of them. It kind of feels like it's going in phases a little bit. But it's interesting because that's also like definitive to luxury almost. It's simple, and because it's, it's simplicity is what makes it great. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it feels like. But no, it, it's funny. I often refer to wine as like a living, breathing organism. Like that's the easiest way that I can like describe it to a lot of different people. Um, you know, you compare it to like an apple when all the skin is on, it's totally preserved. When you bite it and that oxygen gets in there, it's, you know, now turning into something different. So it's just, it's just interesting that, um, you know, as we mentioned, like even in the bottle, like sometimes it changes. Maybe this year it's good. Maybe it, it's just really, it's really interesting to approach it that way. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's as you say, it's a, it's, it's a, a, a living, a living process. Do you see some similarities in the creative process of? Because you know wine very well, you know hip hop very well. Do you see things that could be? resonating in the way that things are built, uh, inspiration can be anything. Do, do, you, oh. see, do you see similarities? Or? Absolutely, because when you think about like, what is the art in it, you know, hip hop specifically, it's about being real. It's all about being your rawest self. You know, that's what's appreciated within the genre. And as an artist, like when people like live their art, there's always something about it. Now, when you think about wine, I think the beauty in it is no matter what the weather is, you have to find a way to make that vintage yeah. special. You have to push through you know, what happens. That's the cool thing about it. Like so often I talk to different people in wine. I mean, similar like when people have to work a little bit harder that vintage to make the wine beautiful, to make it what it should be, it's appreciated that much more. And that notion of rawness is very true. Like nothing to hide. You know, you're, you're, you're sending a message without any makeup on it. Exactly. That's similar to what certain people who make good wine do. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, it's like, you know, we're trying to tell the story of the land. You're yeah. trying to tell, and it's a story in a bottle, and a moment in a bottle. And that is, I think, the most special thing about it. You're telling a story through a beverage. Hmm. It's about the day that the grapes were picked. It is whether there were dock strikes that year. <laughs> you know, there's so many different things that play into like the story of the bottle. So it's really cool. This was a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love.